Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's bank to 200-200. Listen and you'll know. First of all, if you haven't heard this yet, I love this. Rod Arquette on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Oh, you know, I could I could just be, I tell you what, such a smart aleck today. It's just kind of in me to be like that anyways. But, you know, there are so many things out there today in which you just got to shake your head at and say, what what on earth are we doing in this, in this state of ours anymore? You know, I always thought Utah was a pretty relatively cool place to be, and I still think it is. Um, you know, and the rest of the country is all screwed up. But I think we're starting to get screwed up here in the state of Utah. I'm not sure what's going on, folks. And maybe you can help me figure this out. But I just, I tell you what, when I see some of the things being done, when did we turn into a bunch of cowards? Can someone tell me that? When on earth did the American people turn into a bunch of scaredy cats? Because we didn't used to be like that. We stood up to things. But anymore, we don't, uh, we just don't dare. I I, I don't know if we want to be like the rest of the country and be politically correct? Or if we're, you know, this is the way America is going and you better get ready to change, Rod, and you're just an old coot who shouldn't be on the air anymore? I mean, I just I just don't understand, and I'll explain that, all of that to you. That's just my quick uh, rant as we start off the show today. How are you, everybody? Hello, Utah. Welcome to the Rod Arquette Show on this hump day. It is the 27th day of October as we head toward the Halloween weekend and into November. A reminder that coming up next Monday evening, it is our uh, Rod's Minute to win it. If you are a candidate for any municipal office here in the state of Utah, be it city council, be it mayor, there are other races as well. First of all, congratulations to all of you for uh, stepping up, giving up much of your time, because it does take a lot of time to run for political office in spending your own money to try and service. Thank you very much for doing that. And we're going to offer you, okay, you know, a minute's worth of free airtime next Monday evening. We call it Rod's Minute to Win It. Uh, and what we do is we invite candidates who are running for a municipal office here in the state to call into the show, we'll give you the full hour. Well, we'll give all, each of you only one minute, but we'll give everybody who calls in an opportunity to get on the air for one minute and tell us why they should vote for you in whatever race you're running. So if you're running, if you know somebody who is, maybe a member of your family or a good friend, maybe you're helping to run their campaign, tell them what we're doing. It's Monday, 6 p.m., Rod's Minute to Win Him, here on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. All right, coming up. We've got a uh, very important forum taking place tomorrow night, Thursday night, down at Thanksgiving Point, and every parent who has any questions about uh, critical race theory should go to this forum. It's going to be fantastic. We're going to talk with one of the keynote speakers coming up here in just a minute. A little bit later on, we'll talk about why progressives in this country would like to see the pandemic keep going. 
We'll explain that. Greg Hughes will join us a little bit later on. And the Utah County Commission may be doing something today as we talk about the future of the death penalty. Right now, E-Ray, just cue the band, if you will. Oh, I bet, you know, I... I just love it. I, there are probably some people out there right now, some of you listeners, are, Rod, you are such a smart butt. You can't play that song on the radio anymore. How dare you do that? Well, we're doing it because I honor the people down in the St. George area in southern Utah who are fighting to retain the name of Dixie State University. And of course, the uh, State Board of Education, higher education today, voted unanimously in recommending renaming the St. George Institution to Utah Tech University. Apparently, this controversy has been going on forever, but with the uh, you know the uh, death of George Floyd a couple of years ago in Minneapolis, it picked up new impetus, new energy, new gas, so to speak, and the effort was launched to convince people in power to change the name of Dixie State University, and they were able to do that today. Now, they are recommending to the Utah legislature, I'm not sure when they're going to pick it up, but they are recommending to the Utah legislature to change the name. They're the only ones who technically can do it, but they voted today. Um, discussions, like I said, about the name have been going on for apparently 30 years, intensified. And a number of, uh, I, I wonder if there is a Dixie Street in St. George. I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I, I don't know the St. George area well enough. I think it's a nice community down there. And I wonder if they'll continue to serve Dixie Cups and use Dixie paper plates at events down there at Dixie State University. I actually just got all these weird, weird thoughts going through my head. Today. No, I, I think I still have Dixie cu- I still have Dixie cups and Dixie plates at home, right? They may, I, I don't know if they've changed. I know the Dixie chicks are no longer the Dixie chicks. They're the di- the the chicks. And Intermountain Healthcare used to call it the. Yeah, they used to call it the, uh, what was it, the uh, Dixie Regional Medical Center, Intermountain Healthcare, who today went, oh, oh you got to get a vaccine. Uh, you know, they chickened out today, uh, but they've changed that. And, and, you know, I wonder how many businesses down there in the St. George area have changed their name because apparently Dixie in southern Utah is the new four-letter word. You can't say it. And I've told you, I've got a... Uh, I've got a friend who I play pickleball with. She's really a really, really nice person. And guess what her first name is? Dixie. And I I, I always tell her, I, I can't call you what your name is anymore because I don't want to offend people around you. So you're going to have to come up with a different name. Oh, there is. E-Ray just looked it up. There is a Dixie Drive in St. George. So all you people in St. George tonight, get in your car, drive down, Dixie Drive in St. George and playing the old Dixie song. Just to stir them up a little bit. I just, I know, I'm being a smartass today. But when I see stuff like this, I mean, there is a heritage, there is a history, there are people down there who are proud of the name Dixie. And just because you want to be politically correct and don't sit there and say, but our graduates can't get a job because they've got Dixie State University on their resume, baloney. I mean, what, 90, 95% of the students out of that school get a job. So don't use this, but apparently the Board of Higher Education, in their almighty wisdom today, decided that they are going to change the name and come up with something sexy like Utah 
Technical University. <laughs> Doesn't that excite you? Utah Technical. I mean, they even had a discussion today during this Board of Education meeting. Apparently, there are other schools in the state with the name Technical uh, in the name, and if it's going to be confusing. I mean, this is how petty they get when they argue over stuff like this. Keep the name the same. Deal with it. You know, and there are people out there. As a matter of fact, there is a group today, and it was mentioned in this article. I think this article in the Red News that there is a group down there today. It's called the um, Defending Southwestern Utah Heritage Coalition, and they oppose the name change. Good for them. Keep it up, folks. Uh, and announced they are going to launch an aggressive advertising campaign to inform Utah lawmakers of the overwhelming statewide opposition to changing the name of Dixie State University. Keep up the fight, folks. You've got my you've got my support behind you because I see nothing wrong with it. I think uh, we should stop erasing history, running away from our history. If we need to explain our history, fine with that. But can we just stop this? I mean, even removing a statue of Thomas Jefferson from the New York City uh, Council Chambers because it offends people? I mean, do you honestly believe someone driving by Dixie State University sees the sign out there and goes, Oh, I'm offended. I'm having a heart attack. Help me. Run for the hills. This is just stupid, isn't it? All right, that's it today. All right, I I feel so much better. This is very cathartic to be able to do stuff like this each and every day. Do you feel better? All right, coming up on the Rod Arquette Show, very important forum tomorrow night at Thanksgiving Point, where they're going to be talking about critical race theory. And if you're a mom or dad, with a, uh, a child in school today, and you've heard people talking about critical race theory, you aren't quite sure what it is, you want to understand it, things you should look for to see if critical race theory is being seeped into the uh, curriculum in your, in, your, in your child's class, you should go to this event tomorrow night. And coming up next, we're going to be talking with one of its keynote speakers. That's coming up right here on the Rod Arkent Show in Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen and you'll know. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. If you need a new website or want to replace the existing website you have, well, we have someone taking center stage today on the Rod Arquette Show who can help you do just that. I want to welcome Scott Brown back to the show. Scott is with Elite Works. Scott, great to have you. What does exactly, what does Elite Works do, Scott? Yeah, Elite Works is great. We are a local company here in Lehigh, and we build websites for existing business owners. And we have such great features like, CRM, e-commerce, so many different things that we can help you, even your SEO. And what we're willing to do is actually give you a free website uh, redesign. So if you have an existing website right now and you're not happy with it, call us and we'll give you a free website redesign. What are some of the common problems or common issues you see with a typical website, Scott? Yes, a (laughs) lot of people out there 
They're just ancient, right? They were <laughs> built so long ago. It might have been a friend or themselves. And that's not what represents them as a company. And literally, your 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 website is your e-business card out there. So all of us go when we hear the name of a company, we hurry and Google it and go online and look at it. And if your your website isn't up to what it needs to be, you need to change it because it's not representing who you are as a company. Is it challenging to keep a website fresh looking up to date with all the new gadgets and innovations that are coming online almost every day? Is it hard for a business to keep up with all of it? Uh, absolutely, especially the smaller businesses because they don't have individuals that are resources to take care of that. Mm-hmm. And that's where EliteWorks comes into play because we have support at any time you can call us. We have a website architect that that can drag and drop and Easily put a new banner right up on your website, create a new web page, create a new product on there, and we have no contract. So at any time, you could cancel, and, and and that's fine. Again, you know, no contract. We believe that strongly in our product. All right. We're going to be talking with Scott throughout the day today, but uh, mention that offer once again, because this is a tremendous yes, offer. What have is. you got for people? Call right now, because we have a free website redesign. If you have an existing website right now, we will redesign it with our professional website designers for free. Or if you need a new website, we'll do it at a very low price. All right. You need to call them, though, right now. Yes. 844-523-2777 for Elite Work. ...and inspired life. Listen to the Good Risings podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Rod Arquette Show here on Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know, why do progressives, the elites, and those in power right now fear the end of the pandemic? What if this down the road just simply goes away? Why do they Why do they fear a return to normalcy? We're going to be talking about that coming up in just about 15 minutes on the Rod Arquette Show. So we invite you to stay tuned. All right. Now, I've mentioned this a couple of days now. Um, this is an event. A lot of a lot of you moms and dads out there, you know, you've heard us talk about critical race theory. You've heard liberals defend it, saying, well, it's just a theory. It's not in the classroom. Teachers are not teaching it. Well, we know that is not the case, and they are teaching it. They may not come right out and say it, but there are tenets of, um, of critical race theory that are being used in the classroom today. I, I think in Utah, or really think around the country. That's why a forum is taking place tomorrow night. It's called the Utah Forum on Critical Race Theory. It's going to take place tomorrow night at Thanksgiving Point, the show barn there, uh, between 6.15 and 9.30 tomorrow night. And it is presented by the Utah School Watch Alliance, uh, hosted by the Utah Republican Latino Coalition. And boy, I invite you to go to this tomorrow night if you have time. It is If you really want to understand what critical race theory is and what it's all about. This is where you will get the information. They've got some great speakers lined up. Mike Gonzalez from the Heritage Foundation, Jonathan Butcher, who we'll be talking in with in just a minute here from the Heritage Foundation, and the keynote speaker will be the great C.L. Bryan. So Jonathan is joining us on our Newsmaker Line right now. Jonathan, a very important event coming up tomorrow night. I want to ask you, Jonathan, first of all, to start off, what do you see is the biggest challenge facing parents as they try and understand what CRT is all about. 
Well, the biggest challenge is that special interest groups are hiding the information from them. I mean, we have evidence that there are teachers who are actively um, using critical race theory's ideas in lesson plans and then emailing other teachers in the school to say that that information should be withheld from parents. And then now we have uh, information from the National School Boards Association, which is a special interest group, that they think parents are dangerous. Jonathan, uh, how does a parent even know that what is being taught to their children, or some of it, is based on CRT? Well, the biggest concern is that it's racially discriminatory. So, you know, you can call it critical race theory, you can call it multicultural education, you can call it diversity, equity, and inclusion. What, what you really need to be looking for is, is the material being presented to your child something that says one race is superior to another, or um, that individuals of one race deserve special benefits or, or punishments based on the color of their skin. And that, of course, those are central principles in critical race theory. So if that is something that your child is bringing home, you know, it doesn't have to use the words critical race theory, although often it does. Uh, but if it's teaching racial discrimination, that is not only illegal, but it is also the, the central principles of these critical ideas. For people who do not know, where did this critical race theory come from originally, Jonathan? Well, it originated from German academics in the 1920s who were um, Marxists and, and looking for ways to sort of rejuvenate Marxism in Germany because it was not successful there as a social movement, as a, as a political movement. And so they uh, were chased out of Germany by the Nazis and came to the U.S. in uh, 1937, settled at Columbia University, where they taught um, generations of students and, and uh, uh, other professors, uh, notably Herbert Marcuse was one of the original critical theorists, and his most famous student was Angela Davis, of course, who was um, uh, faced charges mm -hmm. for supplying guns to radicals who murdered a judge in California. Um, it's th these academics, Angela Davis's generation, um, uh, built on top of what became known as critical legal theory and created critical race theory in the late 1980s. Uh, Derek Bell, Kimberly Crenshaw were among the original founders. And, uh, and it moved to colleges of education. And so that is how it's, it's uh, been, been finding its way into schools as well as interest groups, right? I mean, radical interest groups like teachers' unions and school board associations are very much uh, following the progressive line here. How did it go, Jonathan, from the college classroom, a discussion of this, into, you know, the fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh grade <laughs> classes that we have in public education? How did it seep into that? Well, I think part of it is because of the interest groups applying pressure on their their members to, to advocate for this racial discrimination. I think part of it is cultural. I mean, I think that it um, has has saturated into culture uh, because it is a really a struggle over power, right? I mean, the, the goal by critical theorists is to promote uh, racial discrimination, and the best way to do that is to say, well, look, if you say you're a racist, well, then you're a racist. If you don't say you're a racist, well, then obviously you're racist. So it's the perfect trap. You have no way of escaping. Why is it? Uh, is the whole theory behind this, Jonathan? I heard uh, you may have seen the uh, comment by Condoleezza Rice on The View the other day that it is designed to divide children, to make white children feel bad, to make uh, black children not love who they are. I mean, is that what this is all designed about, around? Yeah, I mean, it's a struggle for power. 
I mean, it's a struggle to uh, advance progressive objectives uh, beyond just talking about race. I mean, it's uh, Ibram Kendi, who's one of the you know most famous mm-hmm. uh, contemporary critical race theorists, has advocated for equal outcomes for um, everyone, right? Which means those who are doing poorly, why everyone should do poorly. And he wants government to uh, create public policies that promote that, right? He wants government to create systems that provide, you know, um, the same burdensome tax rates, the same limited opportunities, the same social services that we know now are ineffective and, and largely create dependency. And that's, that's, you know, what they want because then they can control the levers of power. Jonathan, explain, if you would, the difference, in your opinion, between equality and equity, because we hear those terms a lot. This isn't equality, this is equity, and that's what we need in the system. What is the difference between the two, and why is it so dangerous? Well, equality under the law means that the law is uh, uh, treats you the same irrespective of the color of your skin. Uh, Equity is saying that there should be equal outcomes for everyone. And the only way to generate equal outcomes is through coercion, right? Government creates laws and and mandates that forces people to have the same outcome. Um, With equality, I mean, this is a central concept of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, right? We're saying that the law is uh, going to treat everyone uh, equal regardless of the color of their skin. And so the the racist acts that were um, not punished by the law prior to that, well, now they are illegal, right? Now government does not condone that. And uh, critical race theorists have said, that's not enough. It's not enough to have equality. We must force equity by making the government something that tips the scales. Final question for you. As people walk away from this event tomorrow night in which you'll be speaking along with Mike Gonzalez, uh, Jonathan, what do you hope they walk away with from this event with? What kind of an understanding do you hope they get? Well, first, to be able to recognize what critical race theory is and how it shows up in classrooms, you know, looking for things like intersectionality and um, land acknowledgement posters and um, uh, various others, you know, support mm-hmm. for uh, the idea of systemic racism so that you can see and understand when it's showing up. And then secondly, hope, right? We're going to give parents hope that they're, um, you know, this idea is not popular with parents, not popular even with school board members and uh, not popular with state policymakers. And so there are solutions that we can provide to protect every child from uh, discrimination and give them hope for the future. You'll be speaking tomorrow night at the uh, Critical Race Theory Forum, a Utah forum on CRT, tomorrow night at Thanksgiving Point, starting at 6.15. That's Jonathan Butcher from the Heritage. ...and inspired life. Listen to the Good Risings podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. A dirt road to any place Long as I'm long gone Chasing down some blue skies In my old truck Turn the world out Turn the radio Sing along to my freedom song The Rod Arquette Show on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS Well, I know many of you have heard this before, that famous line from uh, Benjamin Franklin about freedom and liberty. Those who give up essential liberty to purchase a uh, little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. And is that the situation the country is facing right now? Now, the new numbers out are starting to show that the Delta variant is starting to lose its impact, so to speak. The numbers continue to drop, and in some cases down nearly 60%. 
Is that what progressives really want in this country? Or do they want to see this pandemic continue because of the control that they can put upon all Americans if it's still around? Well, joining us on our Newsmaker Line right now to talk about that is Nate Hockman. Nate is a uh, senior fellow at the uh, National Review. Nate, thanks for joining us. You wrote a terrific article about the fact that uh, progressives really do fear a post-pandemic normalcy. Nate, what do you think they're afraid of, Nate? Well, that's the important question that I think a lot of us who would like to go back to normal sooner rather than later have to consider. But I think what I am trying to get at in the piece is essentially that there is a not insignificant portion of the progressive left that is just distinctly uncomfortable now with freedom in general. It is very, very disturbing to them that there are other people who are living differently than they are, and they are motivated by this desire try to make everyone conform to their standard of the good. Um, And unfortunately, they hold a lot of power, so they're very successful, which is why we are still experiencing a lot of the pandemic mandates that we are at the the current moment. And do you see them, Nate, holding on to this as long as they possibly can? Oh, yeah. No, it is uh, a profound impulse that drives them. I mean, you can hear it in the way that they talk about things like masks and mandates and lockdowns. I mean, it, it is genuinely terrifying them, the prospect of opening back up again. People in in this demographic don't want to go back to normal, and they view sort of the normal free way of life that Americans are accustomed to as terrible now, which is why they are doing everything they can to hold on to power right now and keep us locked down. Well, and there there are thoughts that this pandemic may in fact become an endemic and be around with us for a while. That's probably a dream of theirs, isn't it, Nate? If you look at what's happening, I mentioned this briefly in in my article, if you look at what's happening uh, somewhere like Australia, where they're essentially a police state right now, people, there are military patrols out in the streets making sure that people aren't going outside of their homes. The problem is that in Australia, they set the standard of zero COVID as when they will open back up again. And and the the sort of progressive left that wants to keep us locked down, they, they have not articulated actually a standard of when we can go back to normal. They don't want us to go back to normal at all, like you said. Um, and they're, the only standard that I think they would accept is a standard that we're never going to reach, which is when there's no more coronavirus at all. Nate, do you think most Americans want to go back to normal? They've kind of accepted, okay, COVID's here. We're dealing with it. We've got the shots. We've got the vaccines. We, you know, we social distance for a while. Sometimes, occasionally, we have to wear a mask. But, you know, we've adjusted to living with this. Do you think most Americans yeah. feel that way? You know, it's difficult to tell, but one of the things that I worry about is that most people just in general aren't that politically engaged. Politics just isn't the number one thing for them. They're busy with other things. And so when there's something like the normalization of mask wearing, right, which is what we're seeing across the country, a lot of urban centers, they're never going to take the mask off as far as I'm concerned. Most people, they might think it's a little annoying, but they're they're okay with it. They, they're, and, and the longer that we keep doing it, the longer we're conditioned to accept that normal, because the vast majority of people aren't going to actually stand up and make a fuss about it. Nate, let me ask you this. Um, You you write about the fact that, you know, in the past year and a half, we've learned a lot of things about ourselves in the course of the past year and a half and dealing with all of this. What are some of the things you think we have learned, Nate? Well, I think, like we've been talking about, one of the things that we've learned is that there is a, a contingent of America that really is uncomfortable with freedom as it has traditionally been understood in America. 
there is a, a America that is motivated by a desire for political control, and the pandemic has been a perfect prerequisite and a perfect excuse for the consolidation of that control. So we are living in a world now where those people have far more power than they did before the pandemic, and that's what's going to make covering the traditional American way of life, where we're all free again, much more difficult than it was a year and a half ago. What about the Constitution? Can we still hold on to that? Are we letting the edges fray a little bit, do you think, Nate? What about the Constitution and the, the, the rights that people are guaranteed under the Constitution? Yeah, well, that is the question. It's certainly fraying. I mean, I am not pessimistic because I still believe in the American people. And luckily, our Constitution is superior to any other political constitution on Earth when it comes to preserving liberty. So we are still all enormously lucky to be Americans. Thank God we do not live in a country like Australia, where all of their freedoms are. But we have to be really vigilant about what's happening right now. We don't have to be conspiratorial. We don't have to be crazy. You know, most of our neighbors, regardless of their politics, they're motivated by a sense that they want to do the right thing. But the country is going in a really scary direction because of this hysteria that has grasped a lot of ruling class. And that is going to go to a place where we start to really see an erosion of our constitutional liberties sooner rather than later. And, but how do we turn it around then, Nate? You've got that great quote from Abraham Lincoln in your article about, you know, the fact that public sentiment is everything. If the elites control the media and are trying to control about everything, I mean, and they control the message right now, public sentiment, will it lean toward what they're saying or what common sense Americans are feeling? Right. That Again, that has to be the project, not just for conservatives, but for any Americans who think that the country is going in the wrong direction and are upset with the way that our elites are taking it, what we have to understand is the first step to recovering the American way of life has to be showing people that all of the sources of authority that they've trusted to tell them the truth, media, you know, the, the ex- so-called expert class, the mm-hmm. kind of people like mm-hmm. Anthony Fauci, who were told to trust, those people are not trustworthy. And a lot of times they're actually genuinely bad people who are taking this country in the wrong way, and they should not be taken seriously. Um, That is still something that there are more and more Americans who really are waking up to that stuff because the media has just beclowned itself throughout this pandemic. But we have to lean into that. We actually have to show people just how much the emperor has no clothes because only when people stop believing the authority Will they start opening their eyes and figuring out what's really going on? Nate Hockman, he is a ISI fellow at the National Review, talking about uh, why progressives fear a post-pandemic normalcy. More coming up on the Rod Arkett Show in Utah's Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Listen and you'll know. Taking center stage today on the Rod Arkett Show, it's great to have Scott Brown with Elite Works back to us. Tell us, first of all, what Elite Works does, Scott, so people are just tuning in now are going, okay, what is Elite Works? Yeah, Elite Works, we build the best websites out there, and we're a local company right here in Lehigh, Utah. All right, how did you set this up? Why did you set up Elite Works? Yeah, so I've owned a software company and been a part of software for over 20 years, Mm -hmm. and and being a, a, a business owner, it's really hard to set up your company in, in this new e-commerce world. You have to have a website and CRM and the capabilities of, of billing your clients right there, point of sale, all of these different things. And, and new business owners out there, have it's expensive. And they have so many different subscriptions out there to take care of those. I wanted to put it all into one place at a very low cost. And so 
we can create a, a website for you as little as only $25 a month, which is much more than they're paying right now, you know, uh, currently. Yeah, yeah. When people come to you, do they know what they want, Scott? Well, uh, you know, if they, they want question. a new website or they have an existing one, they go, Scott, fix this for us. Yes. Do they know what they want? Uh, a lot of times they don't. <laughs> they think they do until uh. we build it for them. And then they're like, that's not what I want. <laughs> so we actually make it really easy for them. We have so many uh, professional website designers and developers. And what we do is once you call in, we assign that to one of these website design developers and they will create that website with you and show you along the way what it looks like so you're very satisfied at the end. All right. Now, you've got a great offer for people who are listening, for people who are listening today. Either they need a new website or they want to replace their existing website. What have you got for Oh, them? yes. Please call in right now. It, it's an unbelievable offer. You'll never hear one like this. We are going to give you a free website redesign of your current website, and we'll design it and do that for you. Or if you have a need for a new website, we'll do it at a heavily discounted price. And it will be cheaper than anything that you can find out there, but much better quality. No contracts. Give us a call. All right. You have to call them right now, right? Call Elite Works, 844-523-2777, 844-752-0505. The number again is 801-752-0505. All right, welcome back to the Rod Arquette Show. All right, um, you know, if you're like me, I like a clean car. But this time of year, rain one day, snow the next, sunshine the next, you can't afford to clean it. But right now, we are going to give three lucky people a 30-day pass to Quick Quack Car Wash. I love Quick Quack. Quick Quack. 30-day pass. Callers number four, five, and six. Four, five, and six. If you'd like to win that... Uh, 30-day pass to Quick Quack. All right, uh, I'm going to try and squeeze this in real fast, but you all know Greta Thunberg. She is the, the, the teenage kid from Europe who's saying we're all going to die because of climate change. I want you to hear what she said, and then an Australian commentator from Sky News reacting to what she has said. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school on the other side of the ocean. Yet you all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. And yet 
I'm one of the lucky ones. People are suffering. People are dying. Entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction. And all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you? To all the school kids going on strike for climate change, you're the first generation who've required air conditioning in every classroom. You want TV in every room, and your classes are all computerised. You spend all day and night on electronic devices. More than ever, you don't walk or ride bikes to school, but you arrive in caravans of private cars that choke suburban roads and worsen rush hour traffic. You're the biggest consumers of manufactured goods ever, and update perfectly good, expensive luxury items to stay trendy. Your entertainment comes from electric devices. Furthermore, the people driving your protests are the same people who insist on artificially inflating the population growth through immigration, which increases the need for energy, manufacturing and transport. The more people we have, the more forest and bushland we clear. The more of the environment that's destroyed. How about this? Tell your teachers to switch off the aircon. Walk or ride to school. Switch off your devices and read a book. Make a sandwich instead of buying manufactured fast food. No, none of this will happen because, the piece says, you selfish, badly educated, virtue-signalling little turds inspired by the adults around you who crave a feeling of having a noble cause while they indulge themselves in Western luxury and unprecedented quality of life. Wake up, grow up and shut up. <laughs> Wake up, grow up and shut up. I absolutely love it. That's some Sky News in Australia about activists like Greta Thunberg. All right, when we come back, and our Mountain Health confirmation text and info, standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's win to 200 200. We're live, we're local, and we're everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. How are you, everybody? Welcome back. Second hour of the Rod Arquette Show on this uh, hump day. It is Wednesday, the 27th day of October in 2021. Halloween, what, four, five days, four days away, five days away now? Here we go. Into the holiday season. Don't you just love it? All right. Um, I've got a lot of COVID-19 news that I'm going to talk to you about this hour, and I want to get your reaction. The big news of the day is, of course, that Intermountain Healthcare announcing today, and Intermountain Healthcare is one of the largest employers in the state, said it is going to require its caregivers to be vaccinated against COVID-19. And we're going to get into that with you here in a little bit. But let me share with you a couple of things on COVID-19 to begin with. Um, We're still awaiting for OSHA, and the Labor Department, under the direction of our wonderful president, Joe Biden, to issue the new vaccine mandates. Now, the president has proposed, and this is what you can expect, that an employer with more than 99 employees will have to require their employees to be vaccinated. And if not, they could face fines. That will come through OSHA. We haven't seen it yet, but we know it's on its way. So here we have companies around the country, including here in the Utah, in Utah, and up and down the Wasatch Front, who are beginning, uh, first of all, just struggling to find people to work. 
which is hard enough to do for them now. But if they have a fairly large company now, and this is a time where they start hiring temporary people for uh, holiday shoppers and to deal with a holiday crunch, uh, but they're going to be told by OSHA, apparently, and again, the details have not been released yet, that if you have more than 100 employees, you're going to have to require them to get a vaccine. If not, they could lose their jobs. Great. Yeah, just a just a loving, caring president, don't we have? Now, let me get you caught up on that. There, The Raytheon Technology, the chief executive uh, there, his name is Greg Hayes, warned yesterday that uh, he will lose thousands of employees if the president carries on his vaccine mandate. And there's no thinking that he's not going to do it. He's said it. He's committed to it. He's going to have to do it, right? Despite efforts and warnings from everybody out there saying, Mr. President, do not do that. Uh, Hayes said in a CNBC interview, we will lose several thousand people if we're required to do that. Now, the company is planning to comply with the vaccine order set to go into effect on December 8th. Raytheon, which makes the Tomahawk missiles, has a total of 125,000 people. But they're going to lose some of them because of this vaccine mandate. Now you've got this story in California where the in Contra Costa County, I think that's in the San Francisco area, has shut down an in-and-out restaurant for violating the county's coronavirus vaccine mandate. Health officials closed the restaurant on Tuesday after the restaurant said it would not check people's vaccination status who want to eat indoors. So In-N-Out Burger has been closed down. In This is just one of its locations. They have a lot of them, including here in Utah. But in Contra Costa County, the county shut it down because they wouldn't ask people who are eating inside if they've been fully vaccinated. Now, the real question in all of this is, I still think, about the authority of the Occupational Safety and Health Administration to impose the vaccine, the vaccine mandates. Um, there's one one catch in all of this that nobody is talking about, and this is going to become a major legal fight, is that OSHA lacks the authority, and it's going to have to come through OSHA, to impose the mandate, um, declaring the patients is wearing thin with unvaccinated Americans, of course. The president, back on September 9th, basically said OSHA would require companies to mandate that workers either get vaccinated or submit to weekly COVID-19 tests. But the problem is that OSHA may, in fact, not have that authority. And that's going to be one of the constitutional questions that are going to be raised. And let me tell you what. As soon as this is released, as soon as the, these new guidelines from OSHA, this new policy from OSHA is released, you can bet that there are a number of various organizations and law firms that are going to hightail it to every court they can get into around the country and issue a legal challenge to all of this. They have every right to do so, and I hope they do, because I think it is very unconstitutional for the government to tell you you have to put something into your body. And that's what it all comes down to. Now, in in just a couple of other related notes, then I want to talk about um, uh, IHC and what they did today. Uh, Remember the scarf queen? (laughs) That's what Rush used to call her. Uh, Dr. Deborah Burks. Uh, uh, along with Anthony Fauci, uh, she stole most of the spotlight during the all the COVID news, right? Well, now she has testified, apparently, 
under oath to a committee, a congressional committee, that um, the Trump campaign was too absorbed in the re-election campaign in 2020. And as a result of that, didn't take the steps necessary against COVID-19. And therefore, she claims we lost about 130,000 to 150,000 people because Donald Trump didn't pay any attention to what's going on. She has no facts to back that up, but that's what she told a congressional committee. Now, she is just like Fauci. She bases everything on what she sees and what she thinks, but not on facts. Remember, she said, follow the science. Well, where in the science does it say that Donald Trump killed 130,000 Americans because he was busy campaigning? But that is what she is contain- are complaining about. And the other, the other story I had is that the, uh, the COVID-19, the Delta variant of COVID-19, appears now to be on its way out. Yes, the numbers are still high, but around the country, we are now starting to see slippage when it comes to... Um, to uh, COVID-19 and, and the uh, Delta variant. Now, in on healthcare, uh, and I know Greg wants to talk about this a little bit later on, but I want to get your reaction to it. Intermountain Healthcare announced today that they will require all of its caregivers to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19 to comply with the federal rules, even though the federal rules, from what I understand, have not been released as of yet. Now, um, Basically, Intermountain Healthcare said um, federal officials are moving forward on a vaccine requirement for large employees and have said that insurers like Medicare and Medicaid would only cover services from healthcare providers who employees are fully vaccinated. So basically, Intermountain Healthcare is being blackmailed by the federal government. If you want your Medicare, you want your Medicaid money. If you don't have a COVID-19 vaccinated uh, mandate in place, you will not receive your money. And that would eliminate, according to the hospital, uh, coverage for about four in every 10 of Intermountain's patients if the network does not require the vaccine. So basically, IHC is being blackmailed into all of this. At least that's what they're telling us about. Uh, Now, This is a story that's been going on for quite some time, has it not? You've heard this story all summer long, that the healthcare industry, they are wiped out by COVID-19. I mean, these poor folks, they have worked their fannies off, and we're still asking to work their tails off in an effort to deal with COVID-19. And there is a healthcare worker shortage in this country. And around the country, you're now starting to see healthcare workers say, if you're going to make me get a vaccine, I quit. Now, apparently, what um, Intermountain Healthcare is going to do is that by a certain date in January, they will try and get everybody uh, educated up. And for those, and I think they said today, about 80% have already been vaccinated. That's according to Intermountain Healthcare. 80% of their workers have already been vaccinated, but that still leaves 20% who aren't and may not be. So if 20% of their workforce around the state walks off the jump says, screw you, I'm not doing this. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is that going to do to health care here in the state? Who are they looking out for in a mountain health care? Yourselves, your money, or looking out for your patients and the people who need the care? Now, by, I believe it's February, sometime in February, after they try and convince their health care workers to get a vaccination, and I love this term, the head of uh, Intermountain Healthcare said today, they will be separated from the company. Wouldn't you like to be separated from your company? Now, here's my question, and then I want to get your reaction to this. 888-570-8010, or on your cell phone, dial pound 215, say, hey, Rod. Let's say that you're working for Intermountain Healthcare right now, and despite every effort they've made to grant you an exemption or to educate you and try and convince you to get a vaccine, that you still say, no, I'm not going to do it. And you are now separated from the country, the company. Well, all of a sudden, the courts rule that this, these mandates from the federal government are unconstitutional. Are you, is Intermountain Healthcare going to bring you back? Are they going to pay you back wages because of this? Think about that. All right, your reaction to all of this today, 888-570-8010, 888-570-8010, on your cell phone, dial pound 250, and say, hey, Rod. Your calls, your comments, coming up on the Rod Arquette Show. Websites, boy, are they important to your businesses now. If you don't have one, you could be in real trouble, and that's why it's so great to have Scott Brown from Elite Works back with us on Center Stage today. Scott, I guess one of the biggest challenges that that people have is, you know, websites are evolving and changing all the time. You have new products you want to put on your website, and they just don't know how to do it. What can you do for people? Absolutely. So we have a great website architect, Mm -hmm. much like a Wix or WordPress, And there's not many of these that are actually out there in the world. And a company, EliteWorks, right here in Lehigh, Utah, has one. And we can easily put your your new products and keep your uh, website updated with you. And we have support to help you do it along the way. All right. What if I just want to build my own? Will you teach us how teach someone how to build your Absolutely. own website? Absolutely. With our website architect, we make it super easy for you to do it. We have videos online that mm-hmm. show you how to do it. And of course, you're going to get stuck, right? <laughs> and that's okay. So call our support team and we can do it. A- another great thing that we have is let's say you have an e-commerce and on Black Friday, you want to have a big sell, right? Well, we can actually create all those new pages today, and then we have a calendar function that makes it automatically wow. go live as soon as you want it to go live. Wow. Now, you've got a great offer today for people who are going, oh, I need a website, or this one is so old, I've got to yeah. update it. What offer do you have? You need to update your website. <laughs> I've seen your website out there. It looks bad. <laughs> and so what we're going to do is we're going to offer you a free website redesign. We have so many web developers and designers and they will professionally do it for you for free. And then it's only as little as $25 a month. Or if you want a new website, it is heavily discounted, much more than you will ever find out there by shopping it. 
And that's a, an incredible offer, but you need to call now. All right. Call Elite Works. Here's the number, 844-523-2777 or online at EliteWorks.com. Halloween is all there waiting for you. iHeart. Discover music, radio, and podcasts you'll love. They're on our catch show on Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen and you'll know employees of Intermountain Healthcare here in the state of Utah have until January 5th to get their first shot of a vaccine. Those who haven't at that point will be put on administrative leave. According to the hospital or the healthcare chain, if employees remain unvaccinated and do not have an exemption as of February 9th, they will, quote, be separated from the organization in a loving, kind way. That's what the head of IHC said today. Now, the question someone just asked me, hey, does Intermountain Healthcare require its healthcare workers to get a flu shot? Why not? You know, if you got to have COVID-19, why not give them a flu shot? Flu shot could be bad again this year. Who knows? So why not require them to get a flu shot as well? Interesting thought. 888-570-8010. 888-570-8010. Or on your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say, hey, Rod, let's go to the phones. We begin with Paul in Salt Lake City. Paul, how are you? Welcome to the Rod Arquette Show. I'm fine. How are you, sir? I'm good. Thank you, Paul. Your thoughts on this? Well, it just seems terribly wrong for our U.S. government to be forcing American citizens out of their jobs and livelihood while they turn around and allow thousands upon thousands of people to cross our borders illegally, and they have a choice, they can say no to the shots, then they're shipped all over America and become super spreaders of variants of COVID-19. Yeah, and it sounds like we've got another wave of about three to 4,000 headed our way. I bet the administration doesn't do anything about them either. Right, Paul? Yeah, they, they just... They just process them and ship them out. They don't even take the time to test them. They don't say you can't stay in America if you don't get a vaccine. They just ship them out all over America. That's amazing. Isn't it interesting, as Paul points out, good, hard-working Americans are being punished where we allow thousands of illegal immigrants to come into this country and, hey, have a trip to New York in the middle of the night. Uh, Brent is in Ogden tonight here on the Rod Arquette Show. Hi, Brent. Hi. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. I just want to. I just wanted to say that uh, my daughter is uh, works for IHC, and uh, you know she called me this morning or texted me this morning and told me, you know that that, that they finally come down. They're going to make them, you know, uh, have the vaccine uh, to keep their jobs. And she's not planning on keeping. You know, she's going to walk away from that because uh, she just uh, has very strong beliefs about vaccines and and. Uh, she has overcome huge obstacles to become a nurse and she loves her job and it really isn't even about the money. It's about, she's very proud of, of what she's been able to accomplish. And so uh, aside from the money, it's going to affect a lot of those people psychologically too. So it's going to cause a lot of depression and, you know, all kinds of things other than just money. But she's willing to walk off the job because of this mandate, right? She feels that strong about it. Absolutely. Wow. Good for her. I hope she lands. I stand, I, I, I stand it, behind her 100%. Yeah. Is, she, is she confident, Brent, she can find another job somewhere else in the healthcare industry? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, she's looking, but 
you know, it's going to be one of those things where other other places are going to be requiring it, yeah, too. That's true. Uh, that's true. So, yeah, who knows? All right, Brent, thank you. See what I mean, folks? The, the, the federal government is forcing people to lose their jobs because of a rule which possibly could be unconstitutional. And companies are already doing this. Ryan is in Layton tonight here on the Rod Arquette Show. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Rod. How are you, sir? I'm great. Thank you. Okay, Rod, my wife works from home for a major airline, mm-hmm. and she literally literally doesn't go in to an office. Her office is the home. She doesn't um, have coworkers she mingles with, nothing. They are forcing her to get the vaccine, <laughs> even though she works from home. <laughs> <laughs> You're kidding me. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? She, no, so, I'm dead serious. So she de- yeah, probably is a ticket agent helping people. I I know a lot of people who do that. I think I know the airline she worked for, Ryan. But she works from oh, home. Yeah, you, know, you know. Yeah, but the company is telling her she has to have a vaccine. <laughs> yeah. And they yeah. emailed her a couple weeks ago and said, hey, we need to know your status. What are you going to do? It's like, I'm not, I haven't decided yet. Just I mean, they are, it is getting, it's getting absolutely ridiculous. But to your point, what you said, you know, what if the mandate doesn't happen or is a found unconstitutional and they let go of all these employees? What then? Are they going to be coming coming back saying, hey, 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 come back. I'm so sorry. Um, We're going to pay you more and and, and compensate them? I don't think so. Yeah, that's that's not going to happen, Ryan. I hope those employees go, "Eh eh-eh. But I understand people need a job as well. But this, America has gotten to the point, think about this, people. Where because of the federal government and the fact that we're all supposed to be cowards now because of this virus, which we aren't, we can stand up to it and fight this thing. But because of that, people are losing their jobs. This is wrong. But apparently nobody sees right through this. I mean, for crying out loud, this is so wrong in my opinion. All right, more of your calls coming up. 888-5708. An inspired life. Listen to the Good Risings podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Rod Arquette Show on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. You know what I always say? Hey, by, by the way, welcome back to the Rudder Ketchup. You know what I always say on stories like this? What you need to do is follow the money. Because oftentimes, that's what it comes down to. So while Intermountain Healthcare may be concerned about the patients they have protecting them from COVID 19, or the workers they have in protecting them from COVID 19, You also need to look at the money. And I wonder how much the money played a role in all this. Because they admitted today that federal officials uh, have previously said that uh, government insurers like Medicare and Medicaid would only cover services from health care providers who employees are all vaccinated. So yes, they may be concerned about the health of their patients, the health of their workers, but they're also looking at the money. 
All right, let's go to the phones, get more of your reaction to this today. If you're just joining in now, we're talking about Intermountain Healthcare requiring caregivers to be vaccinated against COVID-19. And if they aren't by February, they will be separated from the company. Kathy is in Provo tonight. Kathy, thanks for joining the show. Your thoughts on this, Kathy? Um, yeah, I just have a question. How does Intermountain Healthcare know the statistics of their employees that are even vaccinated? I don't believe 75% are vaccinated. I'm an employee, and we haven't reported it anywhere. Really? Yeah, really? you know, that's a good question. I wonder how they know. Me too. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. Did not know that, Kathy. Thank you. Let's go to Shaylin. Oh, we lost Shaylin. Let's go to uh, uh, Cody and Nephi tonight. Cody, how are you? Welcome to the Rod Arquette Show. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. How are you, Rod? I'm doing great. Hey, Thanks, my Cody. My wife is a nurse. With, yeah, my wife is a nurse with IHC. She texted me this afternoon telling me the news. And, you know, we're not anti-vaccine. We're not anti-science. We're anti-lack of science. And there's been a real disconnect in long-term safety data. And, you know, it, it goes back to trusting, they say, trust the science. In 2001, I broke my back, and the doctors prescribed me a pill that they said was a non-narcotic or a non-addictive alternative to hydrocodone or Mm -hmm. Percocet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, they gave me Oxycontin 80 milligram pills, Oxycontin, twice a day for almost a year. The biggest struggle of my life was caused because lies in the science. Because doctored studies, and here we're, we're lacking long-term data. And, you know, it's, it's not that we, we don't trust science when we see the true science, but it's just not here yet. You know, so she's contemplating leaving her job or being separated. She won't quit. She'll make them fire her. But she's contemplating that because a trust issue that the pharmaceutical companies have created for years. Yeah. yeah. How long has she been with IHC? Anyway, yeah. Uh, Cody, how long has she been with IHC? Uh, she's been with, she's been with IHC about five years. She uh-huh. left a, another office and went to IHC when we moved to, to Sevier County. When you talked to her today, was she disappointed? Was she surprised at all, Cody? Oh, she, she is heartbroken. She's going to go the, the route of trying to get an exemption, but she's she's pretty sure that that's not going to happen. The doctors aren't going to go against their bosses. And she sees a doctor, an IHC doctor, as her primary care physician. 
So, you know, the chance of him putting his neck out on the line to give her a medical exemption for a vaccine because there's no informed consent. We're not informed people. There is not enough information. Mm. Cody, thank you. Thank you. And good luck to your wife. What You know, I go back to this. What a difficult decision. I wish Joe Biden would have the guts to listen to people who are losing their jobs because of his mandate. He won't do it. No, you know, he'll go to a town hall meeting, but the questions will all be pre-screened, and he'll never get that question. But I wonder how he, what he says to the American worker out there, the worker, like Cody's wife, losing her job, possibly, because she won't do what he wants, him to, what he wants her to do. Let's go to Sharice in South Jordan tonight here on the Rod Kent Show. Sharice, how are you? Thanks for joining us. I'm doing well. Thank you. Um, I just think it's sad that for 18 months, actually even longer than that, they've been heroes. They were touted as heroes. They, a lot of them couldn't even see their family. They couldn't do anything. And now they're hobos if they don't take the shot that they don't want to take. And so it, I just am calling it the heroes to hobos. It's pathetic. It's horrible. It's sad. And I, my husband works for a government facility and he is required as well. And at one point it was no exception. So there weren't even religious or medical. And now, I mean, they've come out with a few things, but it, it's just, it's sad. Yeah, it's sad. And, you're, and thanks for reminding us of that, Cherise. You're right. We've hailed them as heroes. These are first responders. These are people on the front lines who are dealing with this pandemic, doing all they can to save people's lives. And now we're treating them like this. A company is treating them like this. Many of them have been around this so much, I would imagine their natural immunities are stronger than they've ever have been. And, and I'm not a doctor. I don't know that for sure. But you would think hanging around COVID-19 patients and as easy it is to transmit this disease and they're standing up to it and they're protecting themselves. They're doing all they can. And now they're being treated not like heroes, but from but to hobos, as Sharice just said. It's not fair, is it? Let's go to Al in Salt Lake City. See what Al has to say tonight. Hi, Al. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well. I'll uh, try to make my good. I'm, I'll try to make mine quick. I, I just want to kind of give a little info. In order for OSHA to actually make a rule and a regulation, it actually has to go out to the public for 30 days minimum to get to get the uh, opinions mm-hmm. of those in the mm-hmm. public. Yeah. yeah. Until then, that could last for years. Otherwise, it cannot become law. So I believe people are jumping the gun, making things mandatory. Well, let me ask you this too, Hal. I mean. What if what if this goes to court? The court declares it unconstitutional. Now you have all these workers out there who've been let go because they didn't get a vaccine. Do you think they want to go back to work for these companies? I I wouldn't. Problem. I wouldn't either. I would not either. But again, OSHA is not going to make it mandatory without a public hearing of thirty days minimum. Therefore, they're jumping again, and it may never happen. Well, we we can only hope that. But I I just know Biden. And I just know the slime balls that work with them in the White House. They're going to figure out a way to get around that. But you're right, out. Usually you issue a policy, and there is a certain period of time. It could be 30, 60, or 90 days for public comment before it goes into action. They're going to work their way around that. You know they are. All right, more coming up on the Rod Arquette Show and Utah's Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know. It has been great to have Scott Brown from Elite Works take center stage today on the Rod Kent Show. We've been talking about web design, websites, redesigning websites. Scott, I tell you what, a lot of people look at websites and go, I just can't afford it. I'll get the basic one going, and I'm just going to leave it alone because I can't afford anything else. Is that right? Oh, 100% correct. And I get it because as a business owner, you only have a certain amount of capital. Mm-hmm. 
And when you're looking at your website and someone's giving you a bid that's five, ten, fifty thousand dollars to build you a new website, that's too much money. And the great part about EliteWorks is we will charge you way less than that. Build it with professional website designers. We have a full-time support department that can help make changes to your website. So you're really, uh, uh, really reflecting who you are as a business. Is it hard to stay on top of keeping your website up to date? Because changes are taking place every day, if not hourly. Sometimes, absolutely, Scott, right? absolutely. Whether you have social media on your website or new products on your website, you need to make changes. And again, if you don't have someone that's in charge of that website 24-7, you get really afraid of doing these things. Well, again, with EliteWorks, it's so easy with our website architect. You can make those changes very simple. And, and what we can do is we have videos online and, again, our support. So you just call in. And we're a local company here just in Lehigh. So you're also supporting a great business here. We've put over 5,000 websites onto the platform. So it's an ex- a mature platform that will do a great job with, with your website. All right. I, I, people cannot leave without hearing this offer you have today because if they hear this offer, your phones are going to ring, Scott. What is it? Yeah, our, our, <laughs> this is a great offer, and we had a lot of people call in last time, so we want to do it again. We're doing a free website redesign, and, and all you have to do is call in. It's free. We'll work with you with our uh, professional website designers, and they'll get your requirements. They'll show you along the way what it looks like. And then it's only as little as $25 a month. Or if you want a new website, it is heavily discounted. You, you can't beat this offer. We've put over 5,000 websites on it. No contracts. Give us a call now. Here's the number to call. 844-523-2777-844. Unapproved. Low book sales. Low book sales. Lowbooksales.com. The Rod Arquette Show on Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listening, you'll know Citizen Hughes. He's doing all his warm-ups. He's doing his stretching exercises, working his vocal cords, getting ready to go. He'll be joining us in just a few minutes. He has a thought or two about two of the big stories of the day. The uh, name change coming to Dixie State University, and he'll talk more and share with us his thoughts on Intermountain Healthcare as well. And their announcement today that they will... Uh, separate employees from the company if they don't get a vaccine come early next year. Back to the phones we go. Let's go to Will in Ogden tonight here on the Rod Arquette Show. Hi, Will. Hi, Rod. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Thank you. Your thoughts on this, Will? Good. Well, sir, uh, I think a, a couple of things. Um, one is, is, I don't know how well uh, IHC uh, or any of these other bigger companies that are going to come under the jurisdiction of this uh, mandate, I don't know how well they've thought this through. Because, uh, okay, so they're threatening people with their jobs. That oh well, you know, if you don't get uh, if you don't get vaccinated by this day, you're going to be separated mm-hmm, from the mm-hmm. company. Yeah, don't you love that well, word? <laughs> what happens? Well, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so so kind and and, and thoughtful. Yes, of them. yes. But you know, it's one of those things where it's like, well, what happens when you have twenty or thirty percent of your workforce that they're going, no, we're we're not going to do it. I mean, 20% of 700 employees is 140 people. Where are they going to come up with the people to replace them that have the skill set that, you know, even are going to be able to, to do the job? I think 
honestly, the way that we get rid of these idiotic mandates and whatnot is it's going to require us as the people to have some intestinal fortitude and to, you know, not comply. Mass yeah. noncompliance. Yeah. You know what? What, what are they going to do? Yeah. What are they going to do? Remember, Will, during the summer and, and, and really early, early last year? They were all coming to the public, please get vaccinated. Our, our ICU units mm-hmm. are just packed. We don't have workers to handle it. And now they're telling those workers, you know, don't get vaccinated. We can live without you. What, what's up with that? 100%. It, it's because this isn't really about uh, this whole mandate and stuff. It's not really about health care. It's not about protecting people's health. It's about compliance. Yep. It's about making sure that we're going to bend the knee and do what the government tells us to do. You're right, Will. I think it's about compliance. I also think it's about money. If you look at the numbers, let's go to one more call. We've got just about one minute. Richard in Mill Creek tonight here on the Rod Arquette. Hi, Hi Richard. Hey, Rod. Listen, I'll be very, I'll be very brief. I, I This is so irritating to me. I I had an opportunity to testify before a uh, committee up at the state Senate or uh, the Senate uh, up at the Capitol a couple of weeks ago. And to hear, uh, I don't know. I know you all hear that commercial about the guy that had to drive 95 miles. But he couldn't find an <laughs> uh-huh. open bed. Uh-huh. And then, and then I'm sitting there and one of the legislators stands up and he says, listen, I, she got caught with their hand in the cookie jar. He said they were, they needed to hit their bottom line. They laid off all these people, all these nurses and, and people, he said, it's not a shortage of beds; it's a shortage. It's a shortage of, of nurses and support. So now, so now we're going to lay off all these nurses or doctors that don't want to get the shot, and 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 create and make that problem even worse. And and last but not least, under that emergency use authorization, th- this thing shouldn't even exist. I mean, go to the NIH website. The NIH, I mean, the the, the CDC. Everybody reports to on the NIH NIH website. They identify three. Uh, drugs that they have approved to treat COVID, and the and the second one on the list is ivermectin. Wow! It, and 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 they're making all these fun about the veterinary sciences, and it's a veterinary drug, and this, that, and the other. No, it's and not. the NIH lists it as a treatment, one of the top treatments you can use for COVID. That's right, Richard. I got to cut you off. I've got to get to a break here on the Rod Kent show. Uh, you know, this is going to go on. We'll have to see. Again, we're all waiting for these rules. But uh, as Mike Lee warned us, companies are going to do this ahead of time because they're... will get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's pay to 200-200. We're live. We're local and we're everywhere on the Our Heart Radio app. Welcome back to the Rod Arquette Another reminder coming up on Monday, Election Eve. In this hour, we'll take calls from every candidate in the state who can get through on our lines because they jam up pretty quickly, I can tell you that. But if you're a candidate for a municipal office, be it city council, be it mayor, whatever other offices there are out there, we will give you a chance to call into the show and we will give you exactly 60 seconds to make a final appeal to you, the voter. So candidates, listen up. If you have a friend, member of your family is running for office, make sure they know about this because this free advertising, folks. I mean, take advantage of it. We call it Rod's Minute to Win It. It's coming up starting on Monday at 6 p.m. And one other thought before we do it to uh, Greg Hughes. I love the uh, soundbite Abby just had in her uh, newscast from the uh, head of IHC, the physician's head, whatever role that is, where he said, you know, come February 9th, 
if you don't get a vaccine, we will separate you from the company in a caring, thoughtful, and supportive way. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Have you ever been fired in a caring, thoughtful, supportive way? Time now for Greg Hughes. We gotta talk, babe, okay? Just a good old boy <laughs> Never meaning no harm Beats all you never saw Been in trouble with the law Since the day they was born Straightening the curves Someday the mountain might get up, but the law never will. <laughs> All right, now, uh, now, Greg Hughes, by the way, how are you? Welcome to the show today, Greg. Were you a fan, well, were, were you a fan of the Dukes of Hazard? Oh, my gosh, are you kidding me? I was the biggest fan. <laughs> I'm talking like I'm a 10-year-old Friday night. Dukes of Hazard are coming on. I'm this city kid from Pittsburgh, and I am hee-hawing it, man. I am all in on the Dukes of Hazard. All yeah. in. All, all in. Uh, it was all about Boss Hogg, wasn't it? I mean, Boss Hogg was the big yeah. star of that show, man. Boss Hogg, Roscoe Pico Train. You had Cooter, the mechanic. You had, I mean, and Daisy Duke. Daisy Rock. Duke. Daisy Duke, okay? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of young men who were very impressionable by Daisy Duke, so... I know it's a family show. We won't go into that. But I'm telling you, to your point, was Greg Hughes a fan? I sure was. But you know what? 1980, guess what? It was the number two show in America. Number two on Nielsen Ratings. Nielsen Ratings is number two. It was in the top ten for at least three years. Okay? And I bring it up today of all days because of this. If you go back and you look at the Dukes of Hazard, the very, very popular comedy action show that went on from like seventy nine <laughs> to eighty five. But my I'm telling you, my my wheelhouse was like eighty to eighty two. Oh, I know That's that. when I was like, I know all that. in, yep, right? Yep, I know that. So so that show was so popular. It had a it had a this this awesome car with the Dodge Charger. Yep. It had a Confederate flag on the roof. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. It said the name of the car was General Lee. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and we'd see that thing jump everything. It was jumping off of bridges and people and everything in the world. And we just, I just loved it. And I didn't just love it. America loved this show. I'm talking across the country. Everyone loved Dukes of Hazard So much so, Rod, they made a Saturday morning cartoon out of it. They even had Muppets in the General Lee. So <laughs> the General Lee, with all the imagery that you can imagine in 2021 that we're all just, just absolutely dying at the thought of, we had Muppets from the Muppet Show 
hanging out in the general elite as a, as a car. And I bring this up to say, folks, we got to be careful when we look at the world and we look at our past and we look at shows like this. I think it's absolutely important that we be sensitive and that we not be racist and we not hate people of color or make people feel bad. But please don't tell me that if that show was popular in, in 1980 and 81, that we were stone cold racist the whole way through that we just could not stand people of color because we enjoyed that program. And I'm not making any excuses about Dixie because this segment's about Dixie state college, no, Dixie state university yeah, yeah. that is now the board of regents. They're saying the legislature, here's a new name. We got to get rid of that name. And this is the part that has me on tilt. Okay. Utah's Dixie is not the, the South. This is Utah's unique Dixie. It's a culture that's unique to that part of our state. Well, there was a time, and they have yearbooks that will show, uh, and, you know, this tie to the Confederate flag and everything else. By the way, my running mate when I ran for governor, Victor Iverson, who's a county commissioner and does not support this name change, he was the student body president in, at Dixie uh, College back then, student body president that removed the Confederate flag as a symbol in that school because it, Utah's mm-hmm. Dixie did not. Yeah. It was not part of the Confederacy, and so he led that charge. And that was hard, but it was done. They self-corrected in 1994. Well, here we sit and we fast forward now. I am telling you that if you look at, you got a governor in Virginia right now, this crazy guy. They got a yearbook, not back in the 50s either, Rod, where this guy is either the dude in the picture with the black face or the KKK hood on. You don't know which one the guy is, but he's one of those two. There's a lot of yearbooks in America that aren't aging well, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. They're Mm -hmm. just not aging well. But that doesn't mean that in 2021 we're all, you know, what those yearbooks said or did. And I'm just worried about this. If this, if this narrative that Dixie State University uh, is is giving people the impression of racism and, uh, and and hatred towards black people, here's here's the problem that you have. One, it's not true. That Utah Dixie name was just like the high school. The high school was started at the same time the college was. Yeah. And Dixie Flyers, the high school's not, no one's, no one's arguing that school's racist. But the, the challenge here is this. If you accept the premise that this is a racist word, okay, and a racist term, and that it is not good for the branding of the university, what do you do next? <laughs> because I don't know if you've been down there, but that word Dixie is everywhere. Well, there's okay? a there. Eray e- 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 looked this up today. There is a Dixie Drive in St. George. Exactly. <laughs> I can show you the sign that you got state signs that say, "Look, the technical college of the, the trade school down there is called Dixie Tech. You've got the Dixie High School. You've got you've got a go- St. George Golf Course. Okay, a city property has Dixie Red Hills Golf Course. I am going to tell you this." I don't think you can just be a little less racist. I don't think you can be racist light, okay? If you make the grand move that this word, by the way, have you seen the side of the mountain? I mean, <laughs> it's on a mountain. It's on the side. They got a D the size of Rhode Island on the side of the mountain. A letter D that's lit up red. I'm telling you, where do you go from there? Because it's everywhere. You'd have to blindfold yourself when you got off campus if this word is bringing everything down. Now, I'm going to tell you this. When you talk about the businesses, you got like, I don't know, Dixie Meats, uh, Dixie Bowl. You got Dixie Nutrition. You got Dixie, uh, the Dixie Center. You got, I mean, <laughs> Rod, I can't tell you how pervasive this word is. 
Where do you go from here? You, uh, I, I, I just, I'm going to tell you. It goes nowhere good. You cannot see everybody protesting that word in every corner of Utah's Dixie. We got they got to embrace their culture. They got to reject the the symbols <laughs> that are not the South. This is not this is not <laughs> Georgia. This is at those places. So come on, folks. Let's 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 oh, let's be the culture that we are and just quit it. You yeah, know. By the uh, way, I'm not. If the university doesn't want to, I mean, I'm not saying that they're so paranoid about it, but you know there's people that are going to go nuts about this and protest this word everywhere once they get going. Oh, yeah. And it's not the university, maybe per se, but it's just, it's a slippery slope and it's such political capital oh, wasted. It's, and it's ripping that, it's ripping that community apart because yeah. the people that like Dixie refuse to acknowledge that they're racist because they identify with Dixie. It is incredibly divisive. Yeah, and by the way, yes. if that word, word is so bad, is that town shrinking? Last time I checked, it's not all that. It's not much <laughs> it's of a ghost growing. town down there. No, I don't know that that place has got a branding problem. <laughs> if it does, it's not working how they intended if it has a branding problem. The place is bursting at the seams. <laughs> yeah, they, <is>. they got <laughs> student enrollment and population growth going everywhere, and they're like, wow, this thing's really having a chilling effect. Yeah, really? It is? Really? It so, is. All right, yeah. Greg. All right, when we come back, I think you have a thought or two about Intermountain Healthcare, don't you? I think that's what's next, right? Uh, that one I'm really exercised about. <laughs> All right. Hang on. Citizen Hughes will be back, and we'll talk about what's going on with IHC coming up next right here on the Rod Arquette Show and Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. If you need a new website or want to replace the existing website you have, well, we have someone taking center stage today on the Rod Arquette Show who can help you do just that. I want to welcome Scott Brown back to the show. Scott is with Elite Work. Scott, great to have you. What does exactly... What does the Elite Works do, Scott? Yeah, Elite Works is great. We are a local company here in Lehigh, and we build websites for existing business owners. And we have such great features like CRM, e-commerce, so many different things that we can help you, even your SEO. And what we're willing to do is actually give you a free website a redesign. So if you have an existing website right now and you're not happy with it, call us. And we'll give you a free website redesign. What are some of the common problems or common issues you see with a typical website, Scott? Yes. A lot (laughs) of people out there, they're just ancient, right? They were (laughs) built so long ago. It might have been a friend or themselves. And that's not what represents them as a company. And literally, your your website is your e-business card out there. So all of us go when we hear the name of a company... We hurry and Google it and go online and look at it. And if your your website isn't up to what it needs to be, you need to change it because it's not representing who you are as a company. Is it challenging to keep a website fresh looking up to date with all the new gadgets and innovations that are coming online almost every day? Is it hard for a business to keep up with all of it? Uh, absolutely, especially the smaller businesses because they don't have individuals that are resources to take care of that. Mm-hmm. And that's where EliteWorks comes into play because we have support at any time you can call us. We have a website architect that that can drag and drop and easily put a new banner right up on your website, create a new web page, create a new product on there, and we have no contract. So at any time you could cancel 
And, and and that's fine. Again, you know, no contract. We believe that strongly in our product. All right. We're going to be talking with Scott throughout the day today, but uh, mention that offer once again, because this is a tremendous yes, offer. What have is. you got for people? Call right now because we have a free website redesign. If you have an existing website right now, we will redesign it with our professional website designers for free. Or if you need a new website, We'll do it at a very low price. All right. You need to call them, though, right now. Yes. 844-523-2777 for Elite Works. Here's dealer, another dealer. We'll approve your loan. Wherever you find it, we're behind it. We'll approve your loan. Lowbooksales.com. Hey, hey, yeah. we're back. We're back. Yeah, yeah, back. yeah. To the uh, Rod Arquecho, Citizen Greg Hughes continues to uh, join us for another segment on the show. You know, that song, Greg, is so fitting with what the head of the IHC said today when he said, you know, when we have to let people go today, we'll do so in a caring, thoughtful, and supportive way. Otherwise, you're fired. I mean, isn't that touching? Yeah. <laughs> and it, as he goes, <laughs> As he's breathing like Darth Vader, he's saying that to people. He's probably got his hand out. He's using the force to choke him when he says, we're going to deal with you. You know, We're going to be great. We're going to be so gentle as we give you the axe, as we take away your household income. Because why? When we were all, when the action was live and there was not a vaccine to be found, hey, here's your schedule. I don't know if you know, but you're supposed to be there at 6 a.m. You better hurry up and get in there. We need you. Everybody, get to work. Hurry up. We got people that need you. Now... With the, with the vaccine and with herd immunity or with natural immunity and people getting it, antibodies just raging everywhere in this country, now you're going to start firing these health care providers? Truly? I, I'll tell you this. I ran into someone, in the, and this was literally the morning before the, the day the NBA where the jazz player uh, got it, and you just saw everything yeah. just kind of domino yeah. real quick. Yeah, okay? Rudy Gobert. That yeah. morning, I, yeah, Rudy Gobert had it. That morning before that happened, I ran into a friend of mine uh, who's an executive at IHC, and he was going to a meeting, and he was kind of double-timing. This is in downtown Salt Lake, and I said hi to him, and he said, we got a serious issue here. And you could see he was concerned. And he was describing that, the, that COVID had been, it was so pervasive, and so many people were sick in Italy with, with COVID, that they were filling up their hospital beds to the point where, and he said, this is the scariest part. It's not the COVID. It's the strokes and the heart attacks and the things that people need emergency care for that there's simply no capacity for. He said, that's what we're, that is what we're really worried about is that, that people will be sick enough. They need to go to the hospital, not that they'll necessarily die, but then we won't have the facility or the ability to help those who are having real uh, trauma and real emergencies and be able to attend to them. And it's, it's really scary. And I, I remember calling Krista, my wife right after and saying, I think the action is going to go live here. This sounds kind of weird and kind of scary. Well, let's fast forward. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. If you are if you are seeing nationally that healthcare providers between fifteen and twenty or twenty five percent of those healthcare workers would sooner quit their job than than be vaccinated, you must not really care if you have the staff to tend to your hospital beds, your intensive care unit beds. If you are willing to say we will watch you walk out that door, you will be fired. Even if you have natural uh, immunity, even if you have. Uh, and uh, you are stronger now than we were back then in terms of our ability to stave off this virus. We're going to fire you, which will inherently give you less capacity in those hospitals. What are they doing? I mean, it makes no sense whatsoever. And I will tell you this. You mentioned this on your program. They get a lot of federal funds. Yep. When I was speaker, now this is your, this is the old man back in my day. It wasn't <laughs> that long ago, Rod. Okay. I'm telling you, we fought Obamacare expansion and we killed it. Deader than fried chicken. You know why? Because we told these hospitals that wanted all that federal money and we told everyone, this is not what's being advertised. You will become so dependent on those federal funds, they will have you on a short leash and you will do whatever they say. And when they pull it back, what are you going to do next? You're going to come to the state and want that. Well, if they're saying, well, we have to do this, we have to fire people or else we lose our Medicaid money. You know, there was this referendum in this vote where they did get, you know, where Obamacare expansion has happened. Mm-hmm. And true to form, if the hospitals are saying we don't have any choice because we are wholly dependent on those federal funds and can do nothing if we don't get them, we'll do what they tell us to do. You need to know and your listeners need to know. The moment Biden actually makes this not a rumor, a threat, uh, you know, administrative rule and process of being made, when he tries to implement this, our attorney general and 25 other states are filing uh, suit immediately looking for a restraining order that would stop this from happening. And they are absolutely confident that when he finally pulls the trigger, this thing will not be allowed to be implemented. So what's happening is just the bluff, just the, 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 the head fake that he's going this way. Everybody is just firing everyone left and right. Yeah. And it's, uh, and I'll tell you this. So let's, let's contrast that. I have, um, and, and E-Ray has this, We've got one of these big brain Harvard types, okay? I'm not a big fan of Harvard. I think they're a bit full of themselves if you're asking me. But everybody seems to think that Harvard knows what they're doing. They're all they're all so big and important in Harvard, okay? This guy, Dr. Kaldorf, he is a professor of medicine at the Harvard Medical School. Okay, he's a biostatistician and an epidemiologist at that Harvard Medical School. So if it's Harvard, the blue bloods and all the ruling class should love this guy because he comes from Harvard. So Let's erase. Play what this good doctor has to say about natural immunity and who we should be firing and who we should be hiring. For almost two and a half thousand years, we've known about natural immunity. So the immunity is stronger and it's longer lasting than if you have a vaccine. Hospitals should hire nurses and other staff with natural immunity. They're the ones who are least likely to infect the residents. Are we doing the opposite? They're being fired. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, I love the background music, too. But this guy, he says, like, since the Athenian plague in 430 B.C., we've kind of figured out that natural immunity is a pretty good thing, okay? So so it is a complete suspension of logic and process. 
to take our frontline workers, which were our heroes, uh, and asking them to take, you know, handle the emergency rooms when there wasn't a vaccination. You have a lot of people that have been vaccinated, people that are. And that's great. I'm not I'm not saying you shouldn't. But this medical privacy and these issues actually matter. Uh, even, you know, it's not just a convenient right or liberty or freedom. It's what we have as Americans. Contrast what we're living through right now with the governor of Florida. I'm going to read you a quote from him. OK, Governor DeSantis. He said this. This is in a story that came out today, October 27th. So this is a story that came out today. They quote him is saying, I will not let the heavy hand of government force Floridians to take a shot. That violates their constitutional rights, infringes on their medical freedom, and threatens their livelihoods. Okay? He said that. Well, let me give you some stats, okay? What they say to 27. So let me tell you what uh, the number of cases in Florida with no mandates and no forced vaccinations or firings in that state. And that's not a little state. I'm not talking Montana here. <laughs> Florida's a big state, Okay. The number of cases, new cases on October 26th, so that had been Tuesday, yesterday, zero. Yeah. The number of deaths yesterday, zero. Zero, yeah. Why am I, why, why am I reading the governor's quote in this story that's printed today? Because Florida is tied for having the lowest number of daily average cases of coronavirus per capita in the United States. They tie with Hawaii. Hey, Hawaii's a island okay it's pretty and they're pretty you know restrictive there so that's a lot easier this freedom every blue state that's just masked everyone up and fired everyone left and right they've got higher cases ratio by ratio of hundred thousand people it's it's not right it yeah. doesn't make any sense no it doesn't. really doesn't make it any doesn't. sense greg is always great chatting with you citizen hughes joining us every wednesday we'll talk to you next week man we're taking that, Rod. We're not letting them fire you. Just say American grit. Don't let them get to it. <laughs> welcome, son. Downtown. Accurate. 11th South and Main and on the web. One man, one goal. Yeah, one vision. The Rod Arquette Show on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Don't forget, next Monday night in the uh, 6 o'clock hour, it is our annual Election Eve special. We call it Rod's Minute to Win It. And if you're running for a municipal office here in the state of Utah, be it a member of the city council, you want to be a member, or you're seeking re-election also for the mayor's office, and whatever, ever, whatever other municipal elections are up, we invite you as candidates to give us a call. We call it Rod's Minute to Win It. And when you call in, we'll give you exactly one minute to uh, make a final appeal appeal to voters before Election Day on Tuesday. Rod's Minute to Win It coming up on Monday in the uh, 6 o'clock hour. Well, the uh, effort to um, end the death penalty here in the state of Utah gained a little bit more support today from the Utah County Commission. The commissioners voted 2-1 to one in a resolution supporting an effort to repeal and replace the death penalty. The resolution was sponsored by my next guest, Amelia Powers Gardner. Amelia is a uh, member of the Utah County Commission, joining us on our Newsmaker Line right now. Amelia, how are you? Welcome back to the show. I'm doing great. Thanks, Rob. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm good. Thank you, Amelia. We haven't chatted for a while. Why did you get behind this resolution? You know, I really think that the, the state of the criminal justice system in our country is struggling, and the death penalty is no exception to that. With the way the death penalty is dictated to us by the Supreme Court of the United States, uh, it's no longer the conservative answer 
to these egregious crimes. It costs millions of dollars. The, the people that commit these crimes are more likely to die of natural causes than actually be executed. Uh, the families of, of the victims become re-victimized every one of these endless appeals. And I really just think that it's the humane thing to do. It's the cost-effective thing to do. And it really doesn't serve justice to have the death penalty in the state of Utah the way the Supreme Court has dictated it to if, us. If it was different, Amelia, if, in fact, the Supreme Court said you can make two or three appeals and after that the sentence needs to be carried out, if it was different, would you, would you still support a resolution like this? Um, it, I would in, in certain situations. You know, for example, it is quite disturbing to me that since, the 1970s, over 180 death row cases have been overturned, and the people who were originally sentenced to death were exonerated. That's, that's very frightening to me, um, to think about that the government is sentencing people to death that were innocent. And so I think there would have to be more restrictions, like uh, I think it would be something like if there was more than three credible witnesses or, or something like that, then I could maybe support the death penalty in, in those cases. But this idea that we've executed innocent people and we've spent millions of dollars doing it is just a, a double whammy for mm-hmm. me. I, I still support the death penalty, and here's why, Amelia, because you have a case involving this University of, U, uh, University of Utah football player who was gunned down by somebody who shouldn't have been out on the, on the streets anyways. His name was Book and Book. He's now been charged with this crime. That is a case to me that deserves the death penalty. Agree or disagree? I agree that, that absolutely it, it could. The problem is even if we try him for the death penalty, chances are he doesn't actually die of it. I mean, he, he dies of natural causes. I think uh, a better solution the way the state of the criminal justice system is today is to throw them in jail and lock and, and throw away the key. Lock mm-hmm, them up and throw mm-hmm. away the key yeah. so that they never even have a chance for parole. If they shouldn't be on the streets, I don't want them on the streets. Um, but putting them on death row sometimes gives them celebrity status and re-victimizes those families. Well, I was going to ask you about the families. Have you ever talked to any uh, 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 families of a victim gunned down in a case and what their thoughts are about the death penalty, Amelia? What have they told you? What are your impressions? You know, we had we had one of the, the victims of a case um, call in today to our commission meeting and, and join us via Zoom, and it was the, the widow of Corey Ride, a police officer, that... Uh, was mm-hmm. was killed yeah. here in Utah yeah. County. Yeah. And uh, now the man that killed her husband was actually killed later that day, and so it's not a death penalty case. But the woman who was driving the car that he was in continues to appeal and have technicality issues with her case, and every time she does, uh, this poor widow is re-victimized. Um, you know, one of the biggest advocates of getting rid of the death penalty here in, in Utah is, is a woman, Sharon, who's the the sister of Ron Lafferty's victim. Yeah, yeah. And she opposes the death penalty for that very reason. Every time that Ron Lafferty appealed, she had to be re-victimized about the horrific death of her sister. And, you know, speaking of Ron Lafferty, he committed that heinous murder when I was two years old, (laughs) and then he died of natural causes on death row when I was 37. Wow. I, I thought you were much younger than that, Amelia. I was going to say, oh, you're only 20 now, right? <laughs> Amelia, <laughs> yeah. let me ask you this. Gauge public opinion for me on this one. You're talking to people in Utah County all the time. Do you get a sense they're willing to make some changes? You know, when you explain to people that it actually costs more money to put someone on death row and then have them die of natural causes, 
than it does to put them in jail for life with no chance of parole, uh, that really changes a lot of people's opinion. A lot of people think that, if, well, if you're going to kill them, it costs less than keeping them in prison for life. But it really doesn't. It's significantly more, more money. And once people realize that, and once they've talked to the families of these victims who are re-victimized every year uh, during an appeal, they really do change their mind. I think this is an education issue. All right, final question for you. Uh, this has been tried before. It's always a tough sell up on Utah's Capitol Hill, a conservative legislature. Are they more willing to listen now than they have been in the past, and do you think you'll have some success? I think they are more willing to listen. I think it says a lot when the most Republican county in the state, uh, Utah County, and probably the most Republican county in the nation, we don't have a single elected official representing our county that isn't a Republican and a conservative, when we come out and say, look, this is not the conservative solution, I think it, it really pushes the legislature to find a solution. May, as always, great having you on the show. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate your time tonight. Thank you, Rod. Have a good night. All right. On our newsmaker line, that's Amelia Powers-Gardner. She is a member of the Utah County Commissioner. She, along with Commissioner Bill Lee, voted in favor of this resolution declaring support for repealing and replacing the death penalty here in the state of Utah. The Rod Arcancho rolls along here on Utah's Talk Radio. 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know. Taking center stage today on the Rod Arcancho, it's great to have Scott Brown with Elite Works back to us. Tell us, first of all, what Elite Works does, Scott. So people are just tuning in Absolutely. now and going, okay, what is Elite Works? Yeah, Elite Works, we build the best websites out there, and we're a local company right here in Lehigh, Utah. All right, how did you set this up? Why did you set up Elite Works? Yeah, so I've owned a software company and been a part of software for over 20 years, mm-hmm. and and being a, a, a business owner, it's really hard to set up your company in, in this new e-commerce world. You have to have a website and CRM and the capabilities of, of billing your clients right there, a point of sale, all of these different things. And, and new business owners out there, have it's expensive. And they have so many different subscriptions out there to take care of those. I wanted to put it all into one place at a very low cost. And so we can create a website for you as little as only $25 a month, which is much more than they're paying right now, you know, uh, currently. Yeah. Yeah. When people come to you, do they know what they want, Scott? Uh, they, you know, if they, they want question. a new website or they have an existing one, they go, Scott, fix this for us. Yes. Do they know what they want? A, a lot of times they don't. <laughs> they think they do until uh. we build it for them. And then they're like, that's not what I want. So we actually make it really easy for them. We have so many uh, professional website designers and developers, and what we do is once you call in, we assign that to one of these website design developers, and they will create that website with you and show you along the way what it looks like so you're very satisfied at the end. All right. Now, you've got a great offer for people who are listening, for people who are listening today. Either they need a new website or they want to replace their existing website. What have you got for Oh, them? yes. Please call in right now. It, it's an unbelievable offer. You'll never hear one like this. We are going to give you a free website redesign of your current website, and we'll design it and do that for you. Or if you have a need for a new website, We'll do it at a heavily discounted price, and it will be cheaper than anything that you can find out there, but much better quality. No contracts. Give us a call. All right. You have to call them right now, right? Call Elite Works, 844-523-2777, a confidential consultation today for just $49, or visit revivemenshealth.com to schedule an appointment. 
Welcome back to the uh, Rod Arquette Final few minutes to spend with you tonight. Don't forget, Jesse Kelly coming your way tonight from 7 to 10. Um, I want to let you hear a few sound bites today, audio sound bites from the uh, Senate Judiciary Committee as they called uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland to appear before the committee today and talk about a number of things, including his decision to weaponize the Department of Justice through the FBI to go after parents who... Uh, raise some questions about what's going on in the school boards. Remember, he got a letter from the NSBA, the school boards association that was sent to the White House, asking that the White House step in on all of this to protect school board members. And basically, Garland came out and basically called them domestic terrorists. Well, he was before the committee today, and Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley asked him about this letter, which the NSBA now has retracted, saying it was a mistake to send. And Chuck Grassley wanted to know if Merrick Garland was going to retract his memo. So last week, the organization disavowed it, since you and the White House based your memo on this delegitimized letter. I assume you're going to revoke your extremely divisive memo that you said was instigated because of that letter. That's a question. Senator, the memo, which referred to as one page, it responds to concerns about violence, threats of violence, other criminal conduct. That's all it's about. And all it asks is for federal law enforcement to consult with, meet with local law enforcement to assess the circumstances, to strategize about what may or may not be necessary to provide federal assistance if it is necessary. Presumably, you wrote the memo because of the letter. The letter is disavowed now. So you're going to keep your memo going anyway, right? Yeah, he's going to keep the memo going. He didn't say, I'm going to, uh, you know, come out and say, no, don't worry about this anymore. We're going to move on. Now, I think the highlight of the meeting today, this hearing today, before the uh, Senate Judiciary Committee, was the exchange. It's very brief between Tom Cotton, he is a Republican senator from Arkansas, and Merrick Garland. Listen to what Cotton had to say to Merrick Garland. This is shameful. This, here, this testimony, your directive, your performance is shameful. Okay. That's not Th- Thank God you are not on the Supreme Court. You should resign in disgrace, Judge. Ouch. Thank God you're not on the Supreme Court. Remember, he was nominated by uh, Barack Obama, but Mitch McConnell refused to uh, consider the nomination because it was an election year. But Tom Cotton saying, look, we are so grateful. You are not on the Supreme Court, and you should resign. Now, a couple other quick notes. Um, here's just one example. I'm not sure. You know, I, I'm in the market for a new car, but I'm not in a hurry. I'm taking my time looking around, and I know the prices are just ridiculous right now, and you can't even get a car if you want. Here's an example right now. Uh, Representative Roger Williams, he's a Republican from Texas. He owns an auto dealership in the Dallas area. He owns several of them, matter of fact. Now, he shared today that he normally has an inventory of anywhere from 500 to 1,000 cars and trucks on his lot. Okay, this is in the Dallas area. Today... He tells people that he has, guess how many? 14 cars for sale. 14 cars. He blames the empty lot and surging prices on supply chain and the computer chip shortage. We don't sell anything below sticker price today, he said. Never happened under Donald Trump. All right, that does it for us tonight. 
head up, shoulders. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.